0: We wrote an article that went viral and sparked a natural hair revolution.
1: We are Elise and Ayesha, moms to small humans, digital content creators, licensed hairstylists, brand agnostic, curl educators,
0: and generally your snarky girlfriends with no filter. We're We're two women women from from the south
1: side of Chicago taking the the stupid out of natural hair. hair.
0: Texture is not this foreign thing that you did not learn in cosmetology school.
1: I uh, you know, <laughs> I this whole conversation of, I mean, uh, so COVID, right? COVID, and then from COVID we go to what's going on socially. Um, George Floyd open the floodgates to everything that is happening right now. So all these conversations um, in every industry, including ours, has come up um, it, when it in regards to race, basically. Like it, it, race and culture have come up um, in the beauty industry. We don't talk about it. It's kind of something that gets swept to the side or we have a little special place for it. <laughs> because they, we
0: have to acknowledge the fact that the beauty industry is one of the most segregated industries that exists.
1: It's the industry. I hate that people try to make it seem like it's the salon. The salon is a byproduct of the entire the ecosystem that makes up the industry, <laughs> the industry itself. Like if we're going to be honest about where the problem is, I mean, we could go all the way back to cosmetology School because the premise of t- Cosmosology School, the foundation cosmetology school was built on is in white culture technically it is eurocentric
0: caucasian based curriculum just we're we're just gonna like that just lay that on the table if that makes you uncomfortable sit in why it makes you uncomfortable because this is going to be a really good discussion on how yes the curriculum is eurocentric caucasian based
1: but but
0: that something
1: that you didn't learn you listen so let me say this and i talk with you about this all the time i say this when we teach class all the time or if it's in person if it's a digital uh format let's say the first month i started cosmetology school i was in the salon with elise whenever she was in chicago because at the time she also lived in georgia so as i am reading my book and then i go spend time with elise in the salon I'm like, this is starting to make more sense. I hear her talking to her clients. She's explaining things. I go read my book. Everything that she is essentially the foundation of her business is in the first three chapters of this book. I'm like, why don't people slow down or even revisit those first three chapters of the book? Because everything that we talk about when it comes to moisture, <laughs> Everything we talk about when we're talking about the anatomy of hair, um, the essential elements is what we like to call it. It is in the first three chapters of the book. I, I am clap on that, over, I am over here player clapping. <laughs> yes, this is a player clap. I have to clap because it is there um, and so it it blows my mind because I'm I'm again, I'm someone who just came out of school just not that long ago. I'm coming up on three years behind a chair. And I'm like, well, it's it's probably fresher to me than it is to someone who went to school, I don't know, even seven or 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, it is. But it's we all learn the same things because these were things that we needed to know to pass the state board. I have actually taken the state board test in three different states, Florida, Illinois, California. The only oh, state Europe? I did not have to no, no just, the only state I did not have to take the test it was Georgia because by at that time, I had a license in California and Illinois, and they just did straight reciprocity for me, so I didn't have to go and do anything because Georgia Georgia's one of the most difficult states to actually get licensed
1: in. No, just
0: yeah, <laughs> you actually oh, still have you. to take a practical test here, and I'm like, I don't know if I could pass the practical test because I got my here. So I was like, first of all, I got to do a finger wave. Like, I just, as an aside, I used to I were chatting about this. When we were outlining. It's like all the black stuff you supposedly learn in school how to braid and how to finger wave. I don't know how to do none of that. I, I know how to do it. I suck at it really, really bad. Um, but back on topic, so let's define what cosmetology school is actually for. Because what we hear when this whole thing blew up and race became the topic of discussion In the beauty, we have not. We have been talking about this. When I say I've been talking about this the entire time I've been in the beauty industry, because I was one of two black people out of a hundred students at my Aveda Institute in Tallahassee when I went, and then to go straight into the Aveda world, which is very, very, very Caucasian, um, and be oftentimes either the only or one of two in those salons. um, It's always been brought up. Is the curriculum never necessarily covered? Um, the styling or the culture, but that's not what cosmetology school was actually for. Cosmetology school is there to prepare you to learn the fundamentals of anatomy and biology of the scalp and the hair, how to manipulate the hair and then building the muscle memory. like How do my hands actually then cooperate with my brain to do specific things with hair that's slippery and it moves and it doesn't do what you want it to do and mannequin hair is the worst I don't care what texture it is mannequin <laughs> hair is just the absolute worst. but if you could do it so on mannequin poor. hair by golly you could do it on <laughs> um I love And all of those finger waves, spiral perms, rod sets, roller sets, everything that you had to do, like you'd do 50 of these and 100 of these to get through cosmetology school, all of that was curriculum to help you build your dexterity and your basic fundamental knowledge of hair and the art of setting it. Now, all those things that we did, they all apply to texture hair. All of it. It's...
1: single thing. Nothing's different. I mean, I think what... I think a lot of us, and not even... Consumers have this bad, but I think even as professionals, we're just as guilty as uh, confusing the fundamentals with hairstyling. They are not the same. (laughs) Like... There are definitely some fundamental differences when you get down into like, for instance, let's just use this as an example. I'm not a colorist, but I know there's a difference between lifting like level two hair versus lifting hair that's at a level seven. Like, There are some fundamental differences between that. So when you start to dive into that, deep dive into it, you're going to have to go to whoever is the sensei the master, I know y'all love a good master stylist. But <laughs> I mean, the, they love a good master stylist. Um, you're going to have to go to that person who knows their shit to find out stuff that you never would have learned in cosmetology school. Because again, that's not what cosmetology school was there for. That you is
0: learned, You learned the fundamentals of hair color. You learned uh, what a demi-permanent, Was consists of you learned a semi-permanent, you learned a permanent, you learned lightener, you learned what the volume of developer was. Those fundamental things don't change regardless of whether you're working on level two or level seven hair. You have to know the rules in order to know even how to apply them. Um, So that's what cosmetology school is. And I love this analogy just because um, it makes it make sense because somehow we have decided as stylists, and then the consumer, I think, followed after us, is that wavy, curly, coily hair has a different set of rules. That everything we learn in cosmetology school is just moot and void when someone has a little bit of bend or a lot of bends in their hair. Cosmetology school is like high school. It is like, The basic level of everything. You learn a bit of everything and you learn it at the entry level. You learn it as a foundation so that like once you've graduated, you go decide what to do with that. You don't do anything with it and just go get a job and you do what you know and what you're trained to do. And that's nothing wrong with that. This is not a judgment statement, but that's a lot of what people do. They, they graduate from high school and then they go into a job or a career where they learn on the job, whatever the job wants them to know. Um, they may or may not seek out education beyond that, uh, but they have a fundamental base of knowledge. But once you graduate cosmetology school, it is your responsibility if That's something that interests you to go further, go deeper with advanced education. That's going to college. When you go to college, you choose a major. You do take some fundamental classes, but then you get into your specialty class. You get into your major and your minor classes. You get to focus in. Now, you're not honing in on a really small, tiny, tiny subject, but you're saying, hey, so I'm going to use myself as an example. My minor was Afro-Caribbean literature, religion, and culture. And so, yes, I took an African-American fiction class. That's not saying that I'm going to take a class of fiction of France Fanon. That's a much higher level situation. But I'm taking this class that's going to focus specifically on something I'm interested in. That's advanced education. So if you're interested in color, in cutting, in curls, in balayage, in weave, you take those classes that address those particular uh areas of cosmetology and once you've taken those specialty classes in those areas if you want to know more then you go take even more specialty classes sometimes you may go get a mentor who may not be an official educator but that mentor is deep into something you really want to know I want to know what's the, the whole the vixen weave the, the vixen weave the three-part sewing like I'm going to go sit up under somebody pay them sit up under somebody and I'm going to learn this specific technique for what I want to bring back to my own business. So that's really how the beauty industry works. It works on your passion. It works on your desire. Cosmetology school cannot fulfill all of that. Do we want to, okay, so I spent six years of undergrad because I decided to change my major two years in and all the stuff that I took those previous two years had nothing to do with the next four. So I had to pretty much start college over again. Do we want cosmetology school to reflect a college experience where we're there for way more months slash years than we already are? Or do we want the ability to get those fundamentals and then seek out the thing that we are interested in once we've completed, gotten our license, and gotten the ability to go put in a practice what we've learned?
1: Like, the way that people are talking about it now, there's all these uh, petitions and people are writing all these, you know, long, like, soliloquies about it. I just... I, I spent five years in school and only because I didn't want to go home. <laughs> so I stayed an extra semester in <laughs> Let's school. Let's make it real. <laughs> right. I didn't want to go home. I was like, I what am I going home for? Um, and I came out of school right after September 11th. So that was a whole nother, like level of like challenges that were before me and finding work, but I was, I wasn't interested in going home. So my thought process is somebody who spent the five years in college and then went and took a trade that I felt like took too long to do anyway. I could have done cosmetology school just on a fundamental level. I could have did that shit in less than six months to be completely honest with you. I could have did it in less time without all the extra because I, what really helped me. And it's probably why I'm more successful than somebody else that went to cosmosology school. Cause I actually took the time to seek out somebody that I could work with under, um, sit with and learn from, um, while I was in school. So the days I didn't have class, my son was at daycare I was at the salon, sweeping hair up, what, throwing towels in the bin, whatever I needed to do while I soaked up the additional um, insight and information in something that I was actually interested in. So when I graduated school in, what's that, December? I got my license in February, and I took my sweet time getting behind the chair because I just wasn't quite ready. Lord, <laughs> just
0: dragging her like, please. I did.
1: I wasn't quite ready, but but once I got back there, I was just like, okay, I made such a big deal about this for no reason.
0: Classes. You also, while you were licensed, not necessarily practicing,
1: you invested what, close to about three. I took three classes. classes. Yeah, I took three classes before I actually got behind the chair. Was it three or two? I think it was was three. I was two because I was going to take the other class and I couldn't take it until the following January. Gotcha. Okay, That's what happened. So that was three. It was. Um, but it was two classes that I invested in. I even took I went to a day class and it wasn't even that long, but it was just something so I could see what somebody else in the industry was doing. Because at the time there wasn't any classes offered where I could go like, oh, somebody's having a class all about tight girl hair, or somebody's having a class about, now. there was nothing going on when I graduated in 17, barely. There was and you know, I won't say there was
0: nothing. There was nothing that was large, formalized and easily found on Google that I, I hate that, to say, I'm like, I'm sure somebody was teaching it someplace. Okay.
1: Say, say that. I'll, say, I'll yeah, say that. <laughs> I'll agree. I don't want anybody like, oh, I was actually. I was no, doing that. I didn't, that, I didn't know what. I wasn't aware of. I wasn't aware. Let's say that I was not aware of any additional education outside of people that were in my space. Um, I went to one class because it was somebody that I followed on Instagram, and she was having a class. Flew up to Minnesota for a night. Spent the day, came back to Chicago the next that day. And then um, I went to another class because another stylist was like, oh, I'm going to this class and we should just go together. (laughs) So and it wasn't a class that was had anything to do with the hair that I was going to be working on. But it allowed me the opportunity to spend some time with hair um, that I don't get to work on very often. But if I put in that situation, I could do it. If I if it needed to be done because we have done that on set, so yeah, came t- in very <laughs> very good handy on set. <laughs> like we know how to do this, we can do some silky hair. Like don't don't get it twisted. We give you some waves. The, we all about these black the girl curls, but we definitely have had our hands um, and have been to some education outside of our space, <laughs> and that's that's the important part about
0: how, being able to seek and being interested and really valuing what is available. Because here in 2020, I will say this, the curl industry is kind of in its infancy. It it is, there were people doing it in kind of various spots in the country that weren't necessarily connected before social media. There's always been natural hairstylists. There's always been natural hair experts. There's always been curl experts. There's always been people who wore their hair natural and curly. Um, it's the power of social media is what has been able to make it a mass movement and to then bring people who are experts in together for us to then like correlate and then for us to have the ability to then teach. But I'm going to call it what it is in this good 2020. It is July. I'm going to call it what it is because I personally have been taking curl education since 2011. Flew to New York to take a class where I was the only black person sitting in this class. And I just happened to be lucky that my instructor was one of the very few black stylists who was at Diva Curl at the time, who actually ended up using me <laughs> as the model to prove that the methods at, at that time, I'm, I'm making the distinction at that time, the products that were available in their line would work for tighter textures. But I'm gonna, again, call it what it is. The excuse that cosmetology school didn't teach you texture is lazy and it's lacking in accountability. Cosmetology school was not there to teach you every single thing that you needed to know in order to stand behind the chair, command premium prices, and do everything that sat in front of you cosmetology school was there to introduce you to the concepts again of the anatomy and the biology to introduce you to the muscle memory of working with hair i use the same muscle memory that i used to do a nine section roller set and a spiral perm i use that same hand movements to do a wash and go on tight tight coils we are pointing our fingers in the wrong direction And it's now time to get over it. We went to school for nine to 15 months, depending upon where we lived in this good country. That is not enough time to introduce advanced and specialty concepts. when I say specialty, I don't mean that black hair is this purple unicorn that should be like held off to the side. The same way you did not learn balayage In cosmetology school, the same way that you didn't learn 50 million foiling techniques, the same way you didn't learn condensed cutting and speed cutting and how to do a high left, low right in cosmetology school, because those are more advanced concepts and cosmetology school has time to teach. It is lazy to lay the blame at the feet of the schooling that you had. It is now time to accept the accountability. That if we are interested in texture and waves and curls and coils, whatever that you're interested in, it is now the time to take on that responsibility of being educated about it. And when you do take on that responsibility of being educated about it, understanding that the value of that education is the same value and sometimes higher value than going to a specialty balayage class than going to a color academy class. Um, It's not, well, let me go find a stylist in my city who does it so I can sit up under them for free and learn what they know so that I can offer this to my clients. That's not how any of this works. And I say that because of some of the inboxes that we've gotten since the discussion blew up. It's valuing the fact that this is a specialty within our field this is a lucrative specialty in our field this is something that if you feel like you are turning away clients because you cannot serve them that means there's money walking out of your door that means there's money available in the specialty and then actually since we start talking about cosmetology school let's talk about how we feel about deregulation
1: well let's talk as i stated earlier (laughs) i could have done I think about it this way, because we've talked about this. I went to school. I didn't have a job. I had a whole one-year-old, or at the time, a 15-month-and-growing child, and I was on public assistance, living off about probably $300 a month. Do you know if I could have just done this shit online, that fundamental part, online, it had gone into some type of, you know, uh work slash learn kind of environment, how much more I could have done or how much more effective I could have been in my home um, instead of like scramping. And I like there was a day and I tell people about this all the time, like I remember having to scrounge up pennies around my house to get a bus pass so that I for the week so I can get to school. And I couldn't just take all these, and it was pennies. It was all pennies. I couldn't take those pennies to the store. Was like, hey, give me a bus pass. I need to go to the bank and <laughs> exchange the pennies. But they wouldn't exchange the pennies for me because I was not a, I didn't bank at that bank. So one of my classmates was like, I got you. She changed all my pennies to cash. So I could go to the store. Like I think about stuff like that. And I'm like, I wasn't the only person who went through that, who had to struggle Just to finish, because the way Cosmetology School is set up, it doesn't allow you to have another job. Like, if you want to finish, like, and get done, or you can go part-time, but who wants to drag that shit out? Like, I want to be finished. And why can't I do this fundamental part on my own time, and then meet up with somebody, say it's a weekly basis, maybe it's every two weeks, just to make sure that I understand, um, you know, those basic concepts. So, Deregulation at this point where I am at this given time, um, because the whole uh, setup of cosmetology school looks like a huge money grab to me. The amount of money that people are spending anywhere from 14 to, say, $28,000 for the completion of school to take the same test that we're all going to (laughs) take, to get the same license that we're all going to get. Um, now maybe our education level is a little bit different, but we're all kind of starting from scratch, though. Like we're all starting at the same level um when we go out there and with no business acumen. Like you know nothing about operating as like it's I think it they can throw the whole thing in the garbage. And I know somebody's probably sitting thinking like, oh my God, if you deregulate, what about our you know, about our license. What about our profession? We can still have a profession because there are people making hand over foot money on the internet as business coaches. And they're solid business coaches online. Trust and believe they are. And they don't have a license to to boot. (laughs) Okay. But they're making millions of dollars and they're making millions of dollars and they're making their clients millions of dollars. Trust me. We'll be fine.
0: people doing hair that's unregulated um, (laughs) in the game as well. So, We say all that to say that cosmetology school is what it is. That is a system that we are working with. And if we're asking that system to then do something it's not necessarily even intended to do um, and give us advanced concepts, how much, again, are we willing to pay and how long are we willing to stay? And that is actually one of the reasons why both of us are in support of deregulation because there is no way that Aisha, like she said, could not have taken what she needed to take online because the majority of what she learned was in working in the salon with me and then being able to be connected to other stylists around the country. And then taking that advanced education um, that she took that prepared her to exponentially accelerate her career from the beginning. Um, so there are so many ways that we're not innovating in beauty. And even in the midst of these Corona times, so many schools are not, they're just. They're not they're able closed. to operate. First of all, operating. they
1: they cannot operate the way they've been operating. Nobody was ready for what happened with Corona, having to shut the school down and not having a contingency plan um, to then say, you know what? We're going to have to shift this model um, just so these people who have already invested their money or signed up for financial aid, whatever it was, to then finish school. there. And then now these people who had to take off time from school because the school was shut down, now it's going to take longer for them to finish school. They will not have the opportunity to practice on anyone because the cosmetology schools are not even set up to deal with or handle the new policy structures that we have to do or handle inside of the salon. Corona has already told us right now (laughs) at this given moment that we are going to have to change and shift everything that we are doing in this industry. Do you know we just, again, we just shot a project. We could not get a makeup artist. And we didn't even think about it when we were like, oh, let's grab our makeup people. And you know, text the makeup lady. She's like, cool, you know, I'll get back to you. And then, like, li- like within like maybe I don't know, five days of us having to get ready. She's like, I can't do it.
0: And I'm like, they not nice to be a makeup artist and Aisha can beat a little bit of a face and our models <laughs> were selected because they're cute. Uh, but that's one of those things it's like we we have to. We have to accept what was. We have to accept what was. We have to accept that cosmetology school, no, it did not teach you how to do a wash and go on tightly curly hair. No, cosmetology school did not teach you how to do a three-dimensional haircut on so-called, because y'all know we don't use it, 4C hair, but it taught you how to cut. It taught you how to shampoo. It taught you the purpose of gel. It taught you the purpose of a blow-dry cream. It taught you the Basics for you to be able to understand the advanced education, and then we want to. Now that times have definitely changed, and we can't even be in cosmetology school in person anymore, um uh, that it's time to do a new thing. It's time to do a new thing. It's
1: time. To... We don't have a choice. We don't know how long this period with Corona. Like we, this is the most uncertain time, and I'm sure people during the depression had it way more uncertain. At least we have food, right? We have, we have food and the, a, a, we're, and in a bougie, the we're in a we bougie depression. We're in a bougie depression. We're in a bougie depression right now. <laughs> <laughs> this depression is so bougie. <laughs> we have Amazon Prime delivery too.
0: So <laughs> this is where, again, if we could get our, if we get our groceries, I have two kiddie pools sitting back in <laughs> my house, that got delivered. If we could do all of these things and wrapping back to realizing that we have to use our interests in what we want to do to then promote where we want to go. we want to learn more texture, engage with more texture, engage with the people teaching texture, Um, invest in learning texture and do it in a 2020
1: way. So- Yeah, it's going to require something different of all of us. Um, to, to actually pursue that. Um, and we've been doing, we have been living in Corona before Corona happened. Like we have literally, listen, like we've we been did
0: a digital summit two years ago where we did a two day live class, <laughs> live class on the internet. <laughs> so it's possible, the educators are out there, the information is out there. Instead of saying, oh my God, it didn't teach me, I'm so, what to leave the lazy (laughs) and excuses in 2019 and we're going to do a new thing in 2020 so we're going to see you over in the tight curl theory and we're going to see you over at cut it kinky on instagram